0: Well, Jay, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling a little cooped up here. It's time. Uh, it's time for a move. I think get some uh, some space, some bigger yard, that kind of thing. What do you think? You're really gonna move, but like that's like that's a big deal. Like you can't do it that in your. It is a big deal. You're scared to even leave your living room. <laughs> it's a it seem, what seems like a big deal moving, isn't when you use the right people. You can use these sell your own home situations where you're, you're bartering with a guy in your driveway for 45 minutes and you end up selling for $3, or you can use a professional that makes moving actually simple. Who are we gonna but use?
1: But the problem is obviously Tom, but my worry is like you're so far, you're in Orleans.
0: Tom will come to Orleans, he'll go to Russell, he'll go to Clarence Creek, he'll go to West of the Westie Village, wherever it is out there. <laughs> he'll go anywhere for you and make that experience that you were talking about of nervous or a lot of work, make it seem like nothing. Bastian and Ferguson will literally smooth out the easiest move of your life. Wow, even in Orleans, I just can't get over that yeah once you hit 10th line 11th line 14th line he's still coming he's driving in his brand new dodge caravan that carries his family around in will sell your home that's what i'm looking for an easy ride with bastion and ferguson look them up he's gonna sell you quick and easy Riley Foster, 22-year-old Canadian international who was called up for the She Believes Cup most recently against uh, Wales and England. Uh, She plays her club soccer at Liverpool FC in the Women's Championship. She was a star at West Virginia University, uh, recorded 39 clean sheets in 84 games. That's madness. So welcome to the show.
2: Hi guys, thanks for having me.
0: Now, this is just, you know what, I'm pulling this from the back of my head from an experience I had about <clears throat> four minutes ago. <laughs> Somebody's building my deck in my backyard. And I'll ask this to Steve and Riley, but does this not drive you mental? I offered him a drink, a cold drink from the fridge, and I brought it outside and I handed it to him. And not only is it bad in a non-pandemic world, but it, in a, pan, he like he, he touched like my whole hand before he grabbed the cup. Do you know? Does that not drive you nuts? Like, just take the drink, but you don't have to touch my fingers. Does that is is this rem, is this resonating with anybody?
2: Honestly, like when it's like after a match right now, and you're like going to go shake hands with everyone you normally would, I kind of like hover around like, do I touch you? Do we like elbow? Like, hi. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna go back to the locker room now. <laughs>
0: yeah that's it like why did you touch my fingers i don't know i don't know
1: why i'm asking you
0: guys but it's driving me nuts
1: i love it's the question. Crazy now yeah it's <laughs> weird eh i love the question and riley you'll get to know mark's mind is a bit warped and stuff but that's such a good question so resonated with me like even if it's not covid if i hand you a glass like you don't need the lingering touch on my hand it feels creepy like, like, like
0: yeah ugh. yeah it was it was too long and and yeah but so before we jump into this uh before we jump into this interview with Riley Foster, I'm gonna ask Steve a question about Riley, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say Riley, don't answer this question yet, but do you have a nickname and don't answer it yet. Steve, if you were a teammate of Riley Foster, what would her nickname be?
1: Well, I'm sure there's maybe a better story I would I would just go with like Rye because it's short and, and quick to the point. Uh, I don't know I'm gonna go with like. Fozzy or Foz or
0: something like that. That's not a bad Am I close? What is it?
2: So I think both of them are applicable. Like Rye is what's commonly called, but like I was actually just talking to my friend about nicknames and he was wanting like, I need a nickname for you. And I was like, well, when I was younger, people used to call me Fozzie. And one of my best mates in high school used to call me Fozzie all the time. And it was just like a her and I thing. But my dad growing up was always Fozzy. And as I got to the football world, that kind of, Trail along with me, but now that I'm in England, no one knows my dad. <laughs> no one calls me Fozzie. so yeah, they're okay. both applicable. All right,
0: That's not all right. Fine. So we both get a point. I'm going to give us both a point for Thanks,
1: that. Thanks,
0: Mark. All right. <laughs> all right. So you, Steve, you're going to jump on with the question that we all want to know about.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I put it as like my social media post or our social media post this past weekend in your picture where you're you have your arm like that and you have the tattoo. You'll never walk alone. So you have to tell us when you got it. Did you get it before or after you signed? I, I'm i going to guess before because I know you love Liverpool your whole life. And is it basically like you signed a lifetime contract now by putting that on your arm? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I actually got that tattoo in 2014. Um, I was like 16 years old. Um, the story behind it isn't actually just the foundations of the club. So I got my tattoo and I remember from my grandmother who passed away in 2013 Um, you'll never walk alone my grandparents being from Liverpool uh, being massive supporters of the club and myself being massive supporters of the club just kind of resonated with me a lot but the entire song um, also was very applicable to why I wanted the tattoo and then obviously being a fan uh, it was something kind of to ingrain Um, (laughs) to me but I would say yeah it's a lifelong contract and commitment but (laughs) <laughs> it just goes to show that my heart's with the club um I'm passionate about being here I have it I have so much passion for this club that it's literally inked on me <laughs> that's awesome yeah. that's, yeah. that makes
1: sense too with your mom and or sorry your grandma <laughs> and being from Liverpool like like the double entendre with it or whatever that's that's amazing I think it's so cool
2: yeah yeah it's a it's definitely a great like being in Liverpool now and then reflecting on the tattoo and talking to my grandparents everything kind of makes sense of why they were the way they were and the way they carried themselves and um it's good to know that a simple quote but, is so powerful but has so much meaning to me because of everything that's gone on in my life but now being here it just resonates even more
0: so cool love yeah, it that's amazing i love that even though i'm a united Thanks. fan i love it i love it you know what i love passion for sport that's that's, yeah. that's the way i'm gonna so <laughs> we mentioned you went to uh, west virginia university um I don't want to get too much into that, but I want to. I want to say that you have you did play many years there, and we had a listener question from Rafa Rowley. So he asked, "How is the goalkeeper style different in North America and England? Like, is there a difference? If there isn't a difference, just say no. You're a terrible question man. And if there is a difference, <laughs> go ahead and tell us if there is one."
2: I wouldn't necessarily goalkeeping style is different I just say the way you play out of the back is different and the demand on the keeper is different so for me in America especially in college it's a very direct game um and a very shot stopping game so as a keeper I'm not expected to have to distribute as well or as much but I'm expected to make the big saves and be a big presence fortunately for me though distribution was my strong suit in college um the way West Virginia play was out of the back it's a very possession like minded games so I was able to transition to the English game really well. However, I wouldn't say coming in, I was like fit to form to play on the English level, just because the expectation of the goalkeeper is basically to play like a center back and to have the exact precision and accuracy as a center back with both feet. So I definitely had to develop um, more technique and better my distribution. Um, but that would be the biggest aspect. the shot stopping still applicable and everything like that. I think the only difference is it comes harder and faster.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks yeah. to uh, Rafa Rally. That, that was a great question. I would have never thought of that. I was taking the piss a little, but it was a great question. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. It, uh, we, we've had a long, long standing feud. We started off this show with goalkeepers, and because we're all like strikers and whatever, we were making fun of them. So, now they're all coming back at us. They like, the goalie union is so strong. Like you guys stick together, and and we're like we're having a goalie on, guys. You can we're not making jokes anymore. And here's your question. So we'll give Rafa some credit because we've been making fun of him the whole time. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> so I want to know. So, uh, obviously, I'm at, Mark's giving me the Liverpool questions, and I'm so happy you did. So it's obviously a dream come true. We know you love Liverpool, and you got to sign. Um, you were at West Virginia. How did it come about? I mean, were you actively pursuing them, or I'm sure you were getting interest from your your play and how well you did it at school. How did how did the move come about?
2: Um, so, just like any professional sport of process, agencies um, are kind of the best route to go. And I signed with an agent. I've had two agents. I signed with one. It wasn't the best fit for me, so I signed with another agent. And basically, kind of like the college recruitment process, you you have your criteria as a player what you best suit and what type of uh playing you side on the play under what kind of manager you want the culture and everything like that but on the flip side really you're kind of just promoting yourself rather than college coaches coming to you so yeah, my yeah. agent asked me where i want to play and it was no question i wanted to be in england england's the best league um all the top players are here so that was number one priority well the thing was um, what clubs i wanted uh, and to be completely honest with Liverpool is not the top of my list. And it wasn't because I didn't want to be here. I wanted to be here so bad. I just didn't think it was possible. I didn't think like, I was actually able to get here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of gave like random, t- I gave Tottenham as well because I saw the investment in the women's game growing there. Um, yeah. Chelsea was another club, but Chelsea for me was a developmental position where I would go there for a long-term, maybe not play right away, but mm-hmm. develop there. Um, and a couple other clubs that I knew I could make an impact in right away. Um, at the end of the day, he said, well, you don't want to go to Liverpool. He knew my passion for the club and everything. He's like, you don't want to go there. I was like, well, obviously I do, but like, I didn't think it was possible. And mm. next thing you know, I'm signing a contract for Liverpool a month later. So that's, that's how it came about. <laughs>
1: wow. So was it how, like, uh, and pardon me, I should probably know this. I didn't research this piece. How long after you were done in West Virginia, was it like pretty much immediate?
2: Yeah, so... The very last game was in November. I signed my agency deal the next day after I played my last game. I then finished my graduation, went home for three weeks, and flew to England. So I was in England by January, end of January.
1: Wow. That's amazing. What a time. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah.
2: yeah, it was definitely like you go from competing in the national cha- like tournament and not doing well until the Sweet 16, and then finishing school off, going home, organizing my life, and then get on a plane and pick back up middle of the season. So you didn't really have a down period at all. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Just
0: bang. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So you're, you're 22 now you've signed a long-term deal. Um, I don't know if like the exact numbers have been released, but we just see long-term like, um, so you have, three or four or more, like kind of, you know, you're starting to scratch at the service now, like in the, in the first team and, and we followed your, your most recent game against uh, Sheffield United. Uh, but have you had any chats with the staff now at the end of this season, like about your role next year or anything like that? Or can you say anything about that? Or I know some of it you can't, you know, anyway, did you kick the door open and say, what the, you know, uh, <laughs>
2: So, yeah, I think it's very challenging. I'll I'll be honest. I came from a program where I was the number one keeper. Uh, I was actually the best keeper in the nation uh, for a long period of time, captain of the national team. Uh, It humbled me to come to Liverpool and to take a supporting role rather than a starting position. I've always been the first team, but never necessarily got my opportunities the way I thought I was going to get them. I was blessed to be given game chance Manchester United to win that game. Everton. Uh, and City, and then to also get a, a few games towards the end of the season. And mm-hmm. I think if you, it's hard to explain the background of the club right now, but we had a lot of stuff going on. We lost our manager, a new manager came in. So for a goalkeeper to want to come in and knock the door down and basically make an imprint on the team and kind of secure my role was not necessarily easy. Um, but by securing my future, I basically promised the club that I'm here for the long run. I'm not here to run away. There were talks of maybe leaving on loan and stuff, but by securing my future, I I made it clear to them that I want to be here. And um, with a new manager coming in, I've been giving a fresh slate. The whole team's been giving a fresh slate. So my only goal is to hopefully make the impression that I need to make. Um, I think with my national team experience right now, I've been able to kind of make it clear what I'm capable of. And I just need the coaches and the team to trust in me.
1: Yeah, you certainly made an impression last game against Sheffield United. Uh, (laughs) Two penalty saves in the 90th minute and one where you avoided a potential serious injury. Um, And we actually talked to Andy a little bit about that. Like, oh, my God, we like, let's not do this now. Like, let's wait until she's healed or whatnot. Can you walk us through that? I don't want to like walk you back through a horrific (laughs) episode. But like, what an unbelievable save. Like, that's a clip we're going to share on our site for sure.
2: Yeah, so uh, second penalty kick of the game against us. It was the last minute of the game, probably last second, last play. Yep. Um, we needed the three points because there was potential of Durham dropping points and us getting to second, and there's been rumors of two teams being promoted to the uh, to the top league. So the stakes are really high, and I knew a shutout was very important because conceding that late, there's no return after that. Um I was very confident, penalty kicks are my forte. Uh, if you wow. see me in the national level and in West Virginia, I've, uh, I'm known for my penalty ability. So nice. I was confident going in. I knew the first one that happened early on in the game, I was close to and I probably would have saved if it didn't go off the post. Um, this one, I thought, just do the same thing. Uh, I trusted my ability. I, we actually had no information on this player. So I was mm. just like, gotta go figure it out. Read everything and I, I guessed right. Um, the first save I was like, whoa, like, yeah. <laughs> watching it back it didn't actually come that hard but like in the moment i was like oh my yeah. arm just fell off <laughs> and then i remember like picking up my head and like the ball is still on the pitch and it's not far away and i was like i gotta go yeah and those are the moments that you train on training in the game like in practice and stuff like those reaction saves, the second saves, and the recovery saves so it's actually been happening a lot for me in training where we've been practicing those moments and for me I'm, i was like oh, I've never actually had this moment in the game so As soon as I had that opportunity, I knew exactly what to do. And I just thought, hands through the ball and save it. I saved it. What happened afterwards? Well, still trying to figure it out. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) AirPod.
1: That's
2: (sighs) okay.
1: Yeah, well, that, uh, that was an incredible double save. Uh, so, I, I do want to ask you, you piqued my curiosity. Has there been more about a, a two teams going up? I know all you ever see is just the one, but uh, is that is that rumor any sort of truth behind it?
2: I don't know. At, at one point in the season, it was just a rumor. Yeah. And then towards the end of the season, like the last couple of games, it was like the coaches were really pressing us to not drop points and it's a possibility. And then we haven't heard anything since. Uh, anything's possible. I mean, yeah. The women's game is ever-growing. Um, yeah. it, it would make sense. It's just, um, can teams afford to be in it? And yeah. can the teams above us afford it? And that's what is uncertain right now. Um, I have heard rumors about the following season coming up where multiple teams will be put up, and that's just to grow the game, which is exciting. It uh, yeah, gives yeah. us an opportunity.
0: Totally. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me this year because I know uh, Birmingham just escaped relegation, but it seemed from what I'm reading, they're not doing super well. So they may, they may just go away and another team will have to come up or something. Anyway, that's just, speculation, yeah. but, you know, No,
2: uh, it's exactly. It's, it's, that's how crazy it's been this year. And I think <laughs> Corona didn't help any club at all and their men's yeah. side are struggling too. So anything's possible. I think our girls just stay ready. Um, mm-hmm. Who knows something like Durham can maybe not afford to get up there and, yeah, they'll put us up there instead so it'd be exciting and it'd be kind of a a little bit of a miracle if that does happen
0: yeah, well, <laughs> after yeah, everything
2: yeah. we've been through yeah. but yeah
0: yeah so <laughs> both of um canada's keepers are getting close to the uh, to their end of their careers uh, mcleod and labe who are like absolutely canadian you know legends uh, in the net so you've now had two camps with them to kind of soak up what they have to give like how important is that for a young player to be around veterans like that and are they helpful
2: yeah I think I was very fortunate to be able to be under um Aaron and Steph so my first camp in Florida I only got to interact with Aaron a short bit because she got injured and ended up leaving the camp but those first three days the impact she made on me and it wasn't just like it's not even just her training ability it's the person she is Erin um, is so passionate she's so fiery like she radiates kindness and she's just one of those people that you want in your corner um, I'd always see her from afar I've always you know admired her like she was my goalkeeper admiration growing up mm. um, so to actually be able to train with her is really cool and then yeah, Steph yeah. having the experience she has right now is absolutely insane I mean how hard she works how disciplined she is and just the way you can see her thinking and matches is very interesting and it's great to learn from but on the flip side it's really fun for me to be able to go in and bring a different style a different presence and a different challenge to those keepers like i am young i am more energetic i might have some strengths that they don't have and i have weaknesses that they might have strengths and i think that's so cool to be able to bounce things off of and Aaron and i did a really good job in the england camp of bouncing ideas off each other and bouncing our abilities off each other and she was like a mother hen to me she kind of like took me under her wing always encouraging me like when sessions weren't going well she was always there to kind of lift me up and vice versa so i think just to be able to have that experience and see what it's like at the top level is just amazing and to be able to be with such legends um not many keepers would say that happens to them and i'm very fortunate to have that ability
0: yeah for sure i love that answer because you're right uh, because learning never stops in the game and, and Aaron and Steph uh, Labbe will probably learn from you as well. So it's just a, a yeah. nice circle of, of the, the crazy goalkeepers
1: there that do that training at the other end of the field and that <laughs> yeah. kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I so I know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great great segue for me, Mark. So we, we're all involved in youth soccer here, Mark. And I, and there's another guy who's usually on the show with us. And, and we've got a question from, um, it's actually a goalkeeper coach in the city. His name's Sean Edward. Um, And he wants to know, I think it's a good one in your early development. What was the one skill or technique that you didn't get enough attention with? Uh, What would you recommend to young goalies as an area to focus on?
2: Um, hmm, That's a good question. I would say, for me personally and it's one of my strengths now mm-hmm. was like the aerial balls, like crossing situations. I never spent a lot of time on it. It was always shot stopping, angles and breakaways and all that kind of stuff. But crossing was something that I was strong in, but it was never focused on. And I see the game now and the power females are getting, the ability they have to bend a ball and to hit different types of flight of balls in. It's actually a really big challenge. And a crossing session seems so simple, but Really, it's exhausting. Like, it's absolutely exhausting. Yeah, yeah, I so I would say that's the biggest one. And just for advice-wise to the younger generation, it's be patient with it because reading the flight of a ball is so challenging. It doesn't come overnight. I think one of the best things you can do is just it's repetition um, and challenge yourself, push your limits. I like to go for every ball outside of my six-yard boxing training because I know in game time when I'm put in that situation, I'll have the confidence to go through it. But not only to do it without pressure, with pressure and training. Um, it's fun. you can catch a ball without pressure all day long. Like It's just given to you. You don't even have to move much. But when you have mm-hmm. pressure, you have to make decisions. You have to analyze different movements and stuff. And there are so many things that a goalkeeper has to process in a matter of a split second. Um, so to have that training environment is kind of essential, especially in crosses. And um, The other one would just be the block save. It is so useful now. I I got introduced to it when I was younger, but I still struggle with some of like the technique and the type of blocks they or if I'm gonna spread or if I'm gonna completely butterfly, like there's so many different things. So again, repetition on that and learn, watch, like I research a bunch of it, watch videos.
1: Great answer. I, I like we coached at a semi pro level and college university and I think you, even at that level you could see your the game starting to change and crossing for keepers yeah. and their ability to command the box. Um, even if you had a keeper you talked about who was very good with their feet and a good shot stopper like obviously that's a third big piece of it and you'd see a lot of them drop out without that repetition. I think it's a I think it's a fantastic answer. I hope Sean's happy because I yeah. think that was a, a great answer to that question. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, no, it was good. Hopefully. And it's
0: funny when you, when you talk about that and it's so easy to watch a game and there's a cross that keeper, keeper comes out too early or, why is a keeper coming out? Like we're all like professionals, like yeah. sitting on our couch, yeah. but that's yeah. such a, you you nailed it to me and it read it's resonating. Like you have 0.2 of a second to make a decision on everything. It reminds me of, I don't know if you watch the men's uh, U23 Olympic games, But uh, Jason Pantomist, when he came out for that one, unfortunately, you know, like he met and like it's so easy for people to criticize. But now speaking to a keeper, you realize like that's a really difficult, quick decision that you have to make. And, uh, you know, he can make a hundred of them perfectly. And we we don't even say great job. But when he makes one mistake, everyone's all over him. So. I think we're gonna yeah. say, "Relax on the keepers." <laughs> How about yeah, that?
2: exactly. Give some slack. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And okay. Pantamis was it. like unbelievable in that. You know? yeah. <clears> yeah. yeah, yeah. So from uh, from saying "Relax on the keepers" to now, I'm gonna I'm gonna hammer this one keeper. He's my he's like my hero keeper. He's new, Dean Henderson for United. What's going on with the hat? Would you ever wear a hat in a game? Is this like? Do other keepers be like? This guy's ruining it for us. What's he doing? <laughs> What's going on with the hat?
2: I saw a meme today, and it was a picture of Dean Henderson wearing his cap. And it said, Men United can't drop any points or concede, and they'll secure their position in the table. And then there's a picture of Dean Henderson and his cat, and they go, oh, but they have this guy in that. <laughs> and it's just like, I was like, what are you doing? I mean, hey, the sun is bright. I mean, English people, they, they don't see the sun too much. So I can understand, that's right. but yeah. that's not something they all do. My hand does just well. Um yeah. Yeah, the cap's not for me. He kind of looks like a little boy.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's Ew. it. It it looks like a Sunday league match. I I, I love yes. him. I, it just looks very and it wasn't even I think the first one he wore wasn't even like a Man United hat. It was like a oh. like a like, I don't know, like a Mark's work warehouse hat or something. It was weird. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't like it. I'm glad you're with Grab me. Grab off
2: the worker. Yeah, you grabbed <laughs> off the worker on the pitch that I need your hat. It's yeah. Right
0: yeah. So here's another. <laughs> keeper question very specific what equipment do you take with you to the net before a game cuz i see some keepers they got a water bottle a towel like a, you know picture of their family i don't know what else they're bringing to the net there but like what do you, what are you bringing to your net on a game day
2: i bring my water bottle and if it's raining i bring a towel with my water bottle but the water bottle's never really for me it's for my teammates okay
0: is yeah, this a towel pretty work? Simple. if the towel's is wet well, it does just it absorbs
2: work? the water Oh, that's a good point. See, you know, it's a little bit difficult, but when it's not too wet, you switch your towels at half. Keep that in mind.
0: Can I recommend a sham wow? Because those you can squeegee out pretty well and they're dryer. Can I recommend? Can I start this? Can you do it, please? (laughs) Doing a commercial. Yeah. No, how good is that idea? I think I like that.
2: idea. That's brilliant. Yeah, we could do a keeper commercial. It's pouring rain. Gloves soaked. Yeah. Wow.
0: Okay, we're on to something here. Oh, my God. Andy, Andy Kelly, we're on to something here. Take 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 this and and run with it.
2: I need a new endorsement deal.
1: And Mark, you need a percentage of that. So like we'll talk offline.
2: Yeah. 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 Business.
1: I got a weird one. And it's another listener questions from Jess. And I don't even, I feel weird even asking it.
2: <laughs> I know, that's why. The only
1: thing, I'm going to paraphrase it by saying as an out, like playing not as a keeper, maybe on turf I could see this, but I'm going to ask it. So she wants to know, is Vaseline important for a keeper?
2: Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. When I used to play on turf, I used Vaseline because it would yeah. help as a barrier. For sure. I wouldn't say it's essential. No. Yeah. Um, but people do always say like get the vaseline out yeah so yeah. i mean i guess it depends on who you are i, I just embrace the cuts that
1: yeah yeah you don't bring I it guess... with your while is what it was basically what we're getting <laughs> here yeah.
2: no no vaseline doesn't belong on my <laughs> on yeah, i guess it might need. be a
1: north american thing with turf
0: because yeah. i don't know if you play on yeah. turf a whole lot but like over there it's mostly grass right
2: yeah mostly yeah. If, if you have like uh, some clubs have turf but like yeah. yeah,
1: maybe it's a North American thing. You know what? Let's move on from Definitely. the because it could go a whole different direction. <laughs> right. And I like my next question quite a lot. <laughs> that just got strange, didn't it? Like, he's going to bleep that one out for us. So this one I love. Yeah. I think Mark asked this before. We had David Witherspoon on and he asked it. Actually, you did ask him this. Do you remember who he said? Was it Atiba Hutchinson? I think, I was- think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah so he, he picked Atiba. So the question for you is, all the keepers are injured. What player do you play in net from the national team?
2: Women's or men's?
1: Uh, so yeah. we're you go you go women's.
2: Oh yeah, I think I put Jordan Heidemann in net.
1: Wow, that was fast!
2: Wow, did yeah, she, she ever jump she's in, a bit in twisted. and twisted? She's Ooh, twisted. actually, yeah, she's a bit twisted. But uh, Vanessa Gillies is also someone I would put in that just because she's a wall. Like she gets her head on everything. I feel like she just dives and get her head on it. What
1: yes, hasn't she, what goal. hasn't she headed in the last 12 months in the world? Like she's headed Literally,
2: on the, yeah, on the yeah, bench, yeah. we're just looking at her like you're a ball magnet. What everywhere she, the ball is, she is, or the ball just comes to her.
1: Yeah. It's, it's impressive. You know what? I'm going to back your answer there because we had her on. Um, she yeah. started as a keeper yes and i feel like she got recruited by the provincial team so that's a great answer i am you can pretend you did your research on that and she's the one so yeah i
2: knew it we get along
1: well (laughs)
0: another keeper specific question how many pairs of gloves do you have and do you use one for training only and one for a game only
2: Yes. So I have a lot of gloves. I rotate them every single training session. I oh. probably have four or five for training and two for games. Oh. But I bring three to games because I warm up in a different pair that <laughs> I oh, <wow>. So <laughs> When I was signing my glove deal with the Aviator, I said to them, I said, I-, I got a problem. I go through gloves like crazy. I like them to be as fresh as possible. They're going okay, well, what's a lot? And I'm like, I, I go through a lot a month. They like, oh, go, how much? Maybe five pairs a month I'm rotating. They're like, wow. oh, okay. <laughs> but I'm really fortunate. They're, they're very well. Uh, they do well with me. They send me what I need. and That's amazing. I, mean, it looks so, I still have extras left over right now, so I can't complain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Crazy. So when I was a kid, on the very rare occasions, I was the, the captain and I was taking the the coin toss we always looked at our keeper like, what side do you want? What side? Do they still ask you that in the games? Like, do you get the say of which side of the field you want?
2: See, in my opinion, sometimes it matters based on the sun. It's the only really thing I care about. And I don't care about starting the game strong or finishing it off strong. Because at the end of the day, if it's windy, the wind's going to be there at the end of the game too. So it doesn't matter where you're going to be. Especially in England, especially in Liverpool, there's always wind. Yeah. The sun, however, depending on what time of day we're playing at, it is gonna go down. And let's say we're playing a midday game, but it's starting to lower, it becomes really bright towards the end of the game. So I'll try to avoid that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I'm not too picky. I'm gonna have to deal with it at some point. And I'd rather I'd rather get it done with at the beginning of the game and then not have to worry yeah. about at the end.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask yeah. a very simple one. Why did you choose keeper? When you were like
2: I don't I just wanted to. <laughs> I, like, that's a, I used that's to the watch, best answer like, ever. It was a dumb yeah.
1: question and it was a great answer to be honest. But, like yeah.
2: I, yeah. I, I think I've always been like the twisted kid like doing everything wrong <laughs> always. yeah, my dad was my coach, and he he was like, no, you're not going out. We're not having that kid in our family And I was like, yeah. wow. <laughs> like why not? So then um well, he made me play every single position on the pitch before I went in net so I can learn every position so that when I communicate, I knew what the heck I was talking about because he didn't that's want hard. that keeper who was yeah. talking about random stuff. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So credit to him. Well done, Dad.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. that's a that's a good dad. Like he he gave you street cred yeah. immediately. Yeah.
2: <laughs> immediately. So I give him some credit of what I'm doing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Who's got the hardest palm stinging shots on the national team?
2: So Adrian Leone has a really hard shot.
0: Really?
2: Eh? It really hurts. Yeah, it really hurts. Hmm.
0: Um, I hope she's, do you talk to, is she okay? Like after, is she recovering? She's or?
2: recovering from her, yeah, she has surgery in her foot, like a broken metatarsal. Or okay, or good. I or? thought it was
0: a AC. I wasn't sure what it was. Okay. So no. that's good. Perfect. Yeah.
2: Perfect. Yeah. She's good. Um, yeah, she is good. They all hit the ball well. So <laughs> okay. I can't say if I'm not saving it, it's probably not hitting my palms and I'm not feeling the pain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But they all hit the ball with Janine Becky has a good shot. Yeah. Um okay. who else? Like, oh, a bunch of them really do, but Leon, Janine, yeah. Jordan. Jordan. I, have, I right. try to avoid those those reps. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's when you rotate. Aaron, jump in here. I need, I need yeah, a stretch. You're yeah.
2: Three okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> scenario
0: questions. So just for us to kind of get to know your Canadian national team teammates and what you think of them. So, Steve, I'll throw this
1: to you for the first one. Yeah, you set me up big time on this, Mark. But you, So you have to answer, okay, Riley?
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Okay, good. Just remember that. When you lose a bet, you have to wear one of these shirts every time you go out for one year, okay? Every time you go out anywhere. Everton, Manchester United, U.S. national team. Wow, <laughs> this is a good one. I'm I'm looking for you know
2: to you know what I'm gonna go with. Oh, I can't even say this.
0: <laughs> I thought Everton almost came out of here. <laughs> I thought it. Only-
2: and there's only one reason. There's only one reason I'm gonna say Everton. My granddad, low key, was an Everton fan. Like hmm. he had Everton mugs and everything, wow. and it wasn't really like an announced thing, but he was an Everton fan and he watched all the Everton games. So to commemorate him. I would wear the Everton jersey and that's the only reason.
1: Good answer. It's like, it's I a, like that answer. Yeah. I like you used them as a shield and I liked yeah, it. it. Really I like the way you did that. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. It was Smart. Very well played. Yeah. So uh, yeah.
0: a tornado is heading towards you and your city. Wow. The city calls for a state of emergency. Stay with me here. You have to call only one national team member to come and help you. Who's helping you in that disaster situation?
2: Rebecca Quinn. I'm oh, sorry, Quinn, my bud, Quinn. Um, wow. I had a spider in my room when we were in Wales. And I don't like spiders. It was really big. And I went to Quinn to, to ask if they could help me. And she, they came in and helped me right away.
1: That's amazing. Wow. So Quinn is- So the,
2: I would assume the, they would come in. <clears throat> Quinn right, in an
1: emergency. Sense. Mark, it could be the same answer here. I'll ask it anyway. Yeah. You're on a flight with the national team. The pilot's got food poisoning. He's down for the count. Who do you get to fly the plane?
2: Um, I feel like Gabby Carl is quite intelligent. Or Jesse Fleming. Jesse's really smart. and en- She's going to school for engineering, so she's got to be able to fly a plane.
1: Wow. Good
2: question. Yeah. All the way.
0: All right. I like that. So a pipe bursts right now in your apartment. Water's filling up your place. Which member do you call then?
2: huh anyone handy well, i feel like vanessa could figure something out
0: yeah, yeah or she could head the water away and just yeah her, her massive
2: head out. just <laughs> plug the hole
0: she just yeah. plugs know, the know.
2: Hole. she seems <laughs> handy to me like she could just like figure it that's
0: out that's fantastic that's that a great answer
1: that is brilliant i don't know if we're beating these to death mark i'll ask the next one yeah. tv's out biggest game of the year Liverpool Champions League final the men or whatever women's Champions League final who do you call to fix it you have five like five minutes before kickoff this happens
2: myself who's I'm that pretty good with it myself ah, I <laughs> <that>. <laughs> I'm pretty technologically well advanced. Done. I can figure that stuff out Yeah, good on
1: your own you don't you don't need Quinn yeah. you don't need Jesse the engineering degree brilliant no
2: I'm brilliant. pretty independent I like if you. anyone I'll call her like video analysis person jobs because she's she's got all the tech stuff
0: amazing (laughs) all right i love that i love that answer so (laughs) we're gonna end it on an answer that riley um answered herself so we want to thank you like a million for coming on we um you know we've been following when you started came into that camp we were super pumped and we're watching find trying to find youtube clips of your games and and trying to follow you we, i watched the game against the lewis fc because they show all their yeah. games on, uh, on youtube and uh, yeah. you know just seeing you part of this whole group and knowing that you're canadian is pretty exciting for us because you know we we know you have a long future with canada and we love watching the national team and You know, hopefully uh, we can see you this summer, you know, playing and uh, with the shirt on.
2: That would be the ultimate goal. I mean, anything can happen, but ultimately just being able to be a part of the group and help them get to whatever uh, needs they need. So I'm excited for the future, but. We'll see what happens
1: next. That's terrific. It's so so nice to talk to you. And and like we've talked to Vanessa, she's from Ottawa. So that was an easy one. But the more we've talked to, it really does seem like it's not just a cliche thing to say, but it's a really cool group of girls that are moving forward here with the national team. Like you guys seem... just tight but also good which is obviously helpful and and it's i think you know when we post our little things and our our four or five listeners right back you know like people are very positive about it it's uh it's really it's really cool to see i love that you're at liverpool i hope you stay there forever i hope you get the number one next year i would echo what mark said let's hope we see you uh this summer but if not uh you're gonna be there for years so uh you know best of luck moving forward
2: Yeah, and I appreciate that, guys. The future is bright and I'm excited for it, but I do appreciate talking to you. It was fun, entertaining.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) All right, I appreciate it. Thanks so much.
2: Perfect. Thank you, guys. Bye bye.
1: very much for listening today if you haven't already please subscribe to the podcast and of course leave us a five-star review if you want to get in touch you'll find us on instagram at soccersnob one on twitter at soccersnobs one by searching for us on facebook and of course on the web at www.soccersnobs.ca backslash listen you can leave us your opinion give us any comments and if that's where you
2: want to get nasty feel free to do so